There's nothing worth more that could ever come close. Viene tu sigo, tu notte speranza. Dans ta présence Я в Божьей бездна Над сложную любовь Donde yo libre soy Y vergüenza no En tu presencia Church. It is so great to be with you this morning. I have the honor and the privilege of being able to share the message with you. When your pastor, Pastor Brandon, reached out and said, hey, would you share a message on the Holy Spirit? I said, of course, I would love to. But before we get into the message, I just want to make sure I give a great shout out to the Stockholm community pastors and the leadership team. You have people in place at SCC who love God, love people, and who are determined to see heaven become more crowded as men, women, and children get to accept Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. So guess what? As you are sitting in those seats this morning, you are at the right place at the right time where God wants to do amazing things in you and through you. So, Pastor Brandon said, hey, we're on a series called Acts. Would you teach on the power of the Holy Spirit? And I said, yes, I would love to teach on the power of the Holy Spirit. So if you have your Bibles, take them out. If you have it in your phone, open up the app, get that Bible ready, because we are diving into the book of Acts. It's in the New Testament, and we're going to go to chapter 1, verse 8. And as you're getting ready to get there, I'm going to give us a little bit of a context first. What is happening right now in that setting as Acts is being written? Well, what's happening is that Jesus, he had been crucified. He had hung on that cross. He died. He was put in the tomb. But three days later, he rose from the dead. After Jesus rose from the dead, what happened was for 40 days, he would show himself from time to time to the disciples and to the apostles, revealing once again that who uh, he was, what he was doing was actually real, that he actually did rise from the dead. And I love that about our Savior, that he knows us so well, going, you know what? It's not enough that they see me once being risen from the grave. Actually, they need about 40 days so that they can be fully convinced. But as we jump in here in, in chapter one in Acts, 
Jesus is having a conversation with the apostles. And he's having a conversation about um, the kingdom that is to come. And, and all of them are still kind of focused on the here and now. And then Jesus makes this very bold um, proclamation, bold promise in Acts 1.8. Let's go ahead and read it. It says this, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you and you will be my witnesses telling people about me everywhere in Jerusalem, throughout Judea, in Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. So what is this gift that Jesus promises his followers? The gift is the power of the Holy Spirit. How awesome that Jesus says, this is what you need. And then he says, what is this gift to be used for? Well, the gift is to be used for telling others about Jesus. Now, Brian and I were having a conversation a couple of weeks ago, so I can't take credit of this thought, but I'll share what Brian had shared. We were talking about the disciples and how the disciples spent three years with Jesus. They spent three years living with Jesus, walking with Jesus, um, sleeping in the same boat as Jesus. Like they did life, real life with Jesus. But what we saw, what happened to the disciples after Jesus was arrested, before he was crucified, they scattered. Even as Jesus was being crucified, there weren't that many disciples that were hanging out at the cross. And so what Jesus does here, and we see it in scripture, he says in a sense, yeah, you've spent three years with me, but now I'm going to give you something that's going to help you be able to live the life I have for you. I am going to give you the Holy Spirit. So you know what, church, we could know about Jesus. We could read about Jesus. We could even have scripture verses memorized about what Jesus said and what Jesus did. But what we really need is we need the Holy Spirit in us to activate what we know so that the truth can be put into action. And that's what we're talking about this morning. The truth of God's word, the truth about who we are with the help of the Holy Spirit is going to be put into action. And guess what? It's going to change our life. It's going to change our family's life our co-workers' lives, our neighbors' lives, our city's lives, our nation's lives. So when we accept Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, what we do is we say, God, it is no longer about me, but it is about you. I want to be about the kingdom of God. I want to live in the purpose that you have for me. And we see that in scripture that that needs to become our priority as followers of Jesus. We see it even Jesus saying, thy kingdom come, thy will be done. We want God's kingdom, not Carolyn's kingdom, not yours kingdom. We want God's kingdom to come. And in order for that to happen, we need to be empowered. We need to walk in the boldness of the Holy Spirit. So why do we need the Holy Spirit? Well, let's take a look. What happens when we walk in the spirit of the Holy Spirit? We read that in Galatians chapter 5, verses 22 to 23, it says, The Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives. Love. So real, true, genuine love is produced by the Holy Spirit. 
joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. I don't know about you, but not all of these all come very naturally. <laughs> and Carolyn, I don't know always if patience is the first go-to in my life, or even maybe kindness or self-control. But when we walk in alignment with the Holy Spirit, He enables us to live out the life that He has for us. It is not the knowledge of Jesus that changes us. It's not. Lots of people know about Jesus. There are scholars who know more about Jesus than what I do, and maybe what you do. But that doesn't necessarily change them. But it is the work of the Holy Spirit in our life that changes us. Now, the other thing I love that scripture reveals about the power of the Holy Spirit, it says this in Romans chapter 8, verse 11. The Spirit of God who raised Jesus from the dead lives in you. Yeah, okay, did you hear that? The Spirit of God that raised Jesus from the dead lives in you. As a believer, that same Spirit, that is a pretty powerful Spirit, right? That's amazing. But so many times we don't live in the fullness. We don't live in the power of the Holy Spirit. But why do I need that power? Why do I need that strong of a power? I need the Holy Spirit so that I can be bold. I need the Holy Spirit so that I can be confident. I need the Holy Spirit so that I can be strong. I need the Holy Spirit so I can break wrong mindsets. I need the Holy Spirit so I can break addictions. I need the Holy Spirit to keep me close to Jesus. Sometimes, even in my walk, and I've walked with Jesus a long time, I can find myself drifting. I can find myself making other things a priority than the Lord. I can find other things filling my schedule. And I love it because the Holy Spirit, the power of the Holy Spirit just kind of comes in. He stops me from drifting and says, Carolyn, let's keep walking this way. Don't keep your eyes over here. Keep your eyes right here. Keep your eyes on Jesus. The power of the Holy Spirit helps me to know what is truth and what is not truth. Man, more than ever, do we need to know what God's truth is. Because we live in a world who says this is truth and that is truth. We want to walk in God's truth. We need the Holy Spirit so that we can share to others about who Jesus is. And that's what Jesus said in Acts 1.8. He said, I'm going to give you power so that you can be my witnesses. I need the Holy Spirit. When I walk with the Holy Spirit, it is visible to those around me. It's not something that I just have in my home or in my car or in my bedroom, but the power of the Holy Spirit that is activated in my life will actually show up in every area of my life. John 14, 26 says this, But the Helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things 
The Holy Spirit's going to teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all I have said to you. And there are moments that, you know what, there's going to be a sermon that you've heard, scripture that you've read, and all of a sudden you're going to find yourself in a situation and that verse that spiritual truth is going to come to your mind, guess what? That's the Holy Spirit that's reminding you. It's the Holy Spirit that says, hey, 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 Carolyn, don't forget about this. Don't forget what my word says about this. Now, you may say, Carolyn, this sounds all great, but what does this really look like in my everyday life? See, I'm very big on how do I apply the word of God to my everyday life, my coming and my going. It says that God is with me every step that I take. So how do I live out this walking in the power of the Holy Spirit? Now, it's not about you going and quitting your job and uh, going and telling others about Jesus, unless that's what God's called you to do. It's not about standing on the street corner with a megaphone and telling people that Jesus loves them, unless God's called you to do that. But I think he's called very few people to do that. But what is God asking you? As he says, I want to give you power and I want you to go and to tell people about me. The first thing that God wants to do, or what it looks like, I shouldn't say the first, but what it looks like is it's a heart that is surrendered to Christ. So how am I a witness to the kingdom of God and to what God's all about? It's having a heart that's surrendered to Christ that I'm no longer driven by my own selfish desires, not just driven by what my heart wants, but that I live a life according to the word of God, not a life that lives according to our culture, that lives according to expectations and what family is wanting from us or friends, but that we say, God, do your will in me, not my will, but your will. We saw Jesus do this on the cross. That's what he said. Not my will, but your will. So it's a heart that is surrendered to say, God, if you're not in it, I don't want to be a part of it. The second thing is a mindset that is not bound by shame or by guilt, but that we would have the mind of Christ. It talks about that in scripture, that I, I take on the mind of Christ that means that, you know what? I don't have to live in shame because I've got to experience God's grace. I've got to experience God's forgiveness. And when I live as someone who's been forgiven, guess what? It's so much easier for me to forgive other people who hurt me, other people who may say things that um, just didn't land well with me, who may not even treat me right. I can say, but you know what? Because of what God has done in me, I can choose to forgive them. The other thing that comes along is the words that I speak. How am I witness? The words that I speak. We live in a society, we just can open up our social media. Man, people love to put crazy comments on things. Someone may be asking for advice. Hey, I'd like to go to vacation here and here. Any recommendations? And people say, well, you shouldn't travel. You shouldn't do this. That's not good for the environment. And the person was just asking for some advice. Well, as followers of Christ, we do not fall into the patterns of this world. We do not cut people down. We do not degrade people. We do not call out all of their faults. We do not um, 
just say negative things about him or gossip. No, we are people who speak life because every person in this world is created in the image of God and are worth to be treated as they were created in the image of God. So what do we do? We encourage, we speak life. Sometimes we don't say anything, right? Sometimes it's better to just, mm, I'm not gonna say anything because I don't have anything good to say right now. So silence is golden. But we also speak into how God sees them. We speak into their value. We speak into their worth. To encourage someone is to put courage into them so that they can dare to step into this life that God has for them. So again, how am I a witness? How am I empowered by the Holy Spirit to be a witness? I speak life into people. That also means I have to dare to speak truth. But see, truth spoken in love doesn't come across as criticism. Actually, truth and love sets people free, and that's what God has called us to do. The other question of how do we direct people to Jesus? Can I tell, if I look at your life, that you are a follower of Jesus? Can I tell by what you spend your time doing where your money goes, where your priorities are, the friends that are around you, without you giving me a single word, telling me that you follow Jesus, that you are a believer, that you are a Christian, would I know by your actions? A lot of times before we even get a chance to speak with people, they watch us. They make determinations about who we are. So again, who I am, in front of people, who I am in my home, does that reflect that I believe in Jesus? And again, this is not a get your life right. You're doing so many things wrong. I just had a bug attack me here. I'm sorry about that. You probably didn't see it, but I felt it. Um, this is truly an encouragement to say, I want you to live a life, live to the fullest. So therefore make sure that your life is in alignment with the word. Of God. There have been several times where maybe I've been in a place where um, I shouldn't have been, or even just this happened a couple weeks here in our home. We were watching a movie, and you know, the rating was fine, it should have been a safe, safe movie to watch. But all of a sudden, the jokes in the movie they just weren't healthy jokes. They weren't uplifting jokes. The, the tone of the movie, it just didn't sit right in my spirit. And we sat there on the couch and I sat there with Brian and then with the girls and it was like, I mean, there were parts of the movie that was funny. So can I just ignore those parts that, that made me a little uncomfortable? Could I just kind of turn a blind eye to them and get through? Could I just fast forward? But I had a moment to make there on my couch to say, but do I want this in my life? Do I want these jokes? Do I want these images in my life? Are they gonna make me more like Christ? Are they gonna make me reflect who Jesus is? And the answer was such an obvious no that we turned it off, we picked something else, and I had to make a choice. I wanna make sure that what I put into my life is good things are things that align with God's word. And, and I've said it so many times in this message, make sure that your life aligns with the word of God. Because I'll tell you, the only thing that is secure in our life is the word of God. 
The only thing that will not move, that will not shake, is the word of God. And my life needs to be aligned with that because that is when God can bless me. That is when I find true peace. That is when I find that purpose to say, this is what my life is all about. And so I just want to encourage you in those moments when you feel that nudge, it's the Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit cares about you. And in that moment to make a choice, you know what, I'm not going to watch that. I'm not going to listen to that. I'm not going to talk about that because I want to be that witness that God has called me to be. In Psalm 143.10, I love it. There are references to the Holy Spirit in the Old Testament and also the New Testament. But it says this, Teach me to do your will, for you are my God. May your gracious spirit lead me forward on a firm footing. Man, the Holy Spirit keeps us on a firm footing. He keeps us going where we're supposed to. A mindset, a life that is not guided by the Holy Spirit will fall for anything that the enemy of this world throws our way. We'll fall for anything. And again, I got to come back. What does the word of God say? We can fall for the lies. Well, life will always be this way. Things will never change. I will always struggle with this. I'm not important. Man, all of those things are lies from the enemy. And we got to allow that power of the Holy Spirit to come in, help us sort out what is true, what is a lie, what is true, what is a lie. Again, so that we can have that firm footing, stand on solid ground. So when the storms of life come, because they will come, we will not waver, but we'll say, I know who my God is, and I know who I am in him. I want to come back to this phrase that I said earlier. But when I walk in the power of the Holy Spirit, it is visible to everyone around me. So Stockholm Community Church, I want to encourage you this morning. One, if you are walking with the Lord, if you have accepted him as your Lord and Savior, guess what? You have full access to the Holy Spirit. You have full access to the power of God. So guess what? You can walk in that. You can be courageous. You can be bold. You can be full of hope. You can be strong and courageous. If you are sitting here at church and maybe you've come back to church, you haven't been to church in a long time, maybe this is the first time and someone invited you here, guess what? You are not here on accident. God has been waiting and longing for you to accept his free gift of salvation. And I uh, just want to give you an opportunity where you could say, you know what, God, I don't know all about this. I don't understand everything about Jesus, but it feels right. And I want to accept God's salvation. I want to accept forgiveness for my sins. Guess what? That is available for you today. Our world gets so much bigger when we invite God to be a part of it. And so we want to give you that opportunity. And there'll be a team that will pray with you after service here and give you a Bible and help you know where to start reading. And, and that's really what it's about. It's getting to know God. He already knows everything about you, but for you to get to know who God is. 
And so as we leave service this morning and we head out in our cars and into the subway, as we go to our homes, as we go to our workplaces tomorrow, God wants you to be a witness. God wants you to share with others about his grace and his love and his forgiveness. Ask the Holy Spirit tomorrow morning, who do you want me to speak to? Who do you want me to encourage? Who do you want me to, in a sense, throw a lifeline to? And the Holy Spirit, he'll give you. He'll give you people. Maybe it's someone on the train station on your way to work. Maybe it's a neighbor you see as you're heading out in the morning. And the more you listen to the Holy Spirit, the more you dare to step out, the more opportunities you're going to have to be a witness to the kingdom of God and to who God is. Well, let me pray for you as a church this morning. Jesus, I thank you that you gave us the Holy Spirit to remind us of who you are, remind us of your word. And Lord, we may not feel bold, and that's okay. We may not feel courageous, that's okay. We may not even feel like we have the right words, God, but that is okay because your Holy Spirit will partner with us as we take steps of faith to share this life with other people. As we invite someone to come with us to church, as we invite someone to come with us to a small group, as we invite someone to come with us to hang out with other believers, Lord, you have placed us strategically where we are so that others can come to know you. And so, God, may we not hold back because of our own shortcomings, but may we say, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. So, Lord, thank you for your word and for your Holy Spirit and for this life you've given us. In your name we pray. Amen. So, Stockholm community, it has been so great to be with you this morning. And uh, one day soon, I hope I get to see you in person. But until that day, know that I am praying for you, believing in you. I love your pastors. They are some of the world's best pastors. So um, you are in the right place, in the right church, at the right time. And I'm going to say it. I think you still say it. But Sundays here make Mondays better. Have a great day, everyone.